With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Herd. Jason McIntyre in for Colin Cowherd. Colin back on Monday. I'm excited about this next guest. I've known him for years. He has been at Fox. He was out here in L.A. And, you know, he needed a sparring partner, somebody who could actually hang with him and debate NBA. A lot of guys could not. And I stepped up and I was like, all right, you know, Broussard, let's do it. And we had a lot of fun. Then he moved back east and now he's doing first things first. Joining the Cowherd Global Network is my guy, Chris Broussard. He is retired from basketball, but the takes are still fire from Broussard. Chris, how you doing, my man? <laughs> I'm great, J-Mac. You definitely were my par- sparring partner. Yeah. I-, I don't know about the that you hung with me, <laughs> okay. but you were definitely my sparring yes, partner. Yes, yes. No I doubt. was the Mayweather. You were the other guy holding up the gloves. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, so let's get started with the big news in the NBA today. Frank Vogel. Former last seen uh, with LeBron and AD is going to be the new head coach of the Phoenix Suns. Um, you know, we were talking during the break, and it's like, is this that good of a job? Like, uh, I know you got two superstars, but it was the last job filled. Kevin Durant's gone on publicly on record. We don't need a coach. We just roll the ball out. He said that in Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. Um, you got the DeAndre Ayton question looming, the Chris Paul situation. Um, I don't know. Is this a great job? I think it's a good job uh, because, you know, you've got two of the best players in the world, you know, in Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. Now, what what is around them? That's going to be the question. If I were Phoenix, I am trying to shop Chris Paul and see what I can get for him. If I can add some depth for him, you may not be able to. You may have to bring him back. And then DeAndre Ayton, again, he's a guy that can get you some added depth on the market if indeed they move on from him. If not, you know, maybe he responds well to a new voice in Frank Vogel because he's still a good player. He's not a great center, but he's a guy that can get you 18 points and 10 rebounds with very little offense run for him. Maybe you run a little more offense through him or for him. Uh, maybe Vogel will do that. But Vogel's a good coach. Uh, I've always said this. Um, remember when he was in Indiana? And I know that was three jobs ago, right? Los Angeles, Orlando, Indiana. But when he was in Indiana, with, with a big three of Paul George, Roy Hibbert, 
and Lance Stevenson, he was given the Heatles problems in the playoffs. So he knows his X's and O's. He's just got to make sure that these players are, you know, in line with what he's saying. And if he commands their respect, then, um, you know, they can be a contender out there in the West next year. Is Vogel the kind of coach, in your opinion, Chris, where this makes it more or less likely that the Suns make a move like bringing in Kyrie Irving and some kind of swap for DeAndre Ayton? I, I wow, Ky, Kyrie, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with the coach because we've seen Kyrie have problems with all manner of coaches. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Kevin Durant saying he didn't need a coach. That really was Kyrie. Kyrie was the ringleader of that. So I don't know if that's your, the deciding factor. Obviously, you want a guy th- who you think can command his respect if indeed there is such a person. Um, but... I, I, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Kyrie. When you're talking about him in Phoenix, you know what the first question is. Does Durant want to do it again? Ooh. And I'm sure Durant doesn't want to answer that question publicly, but if you're the Suns and you're really thinking about Kyrie, you do have to talk with Durant privately and say, hey, are you willing to run this thing back? And, you know, it didn't work out in Brooklyn, and a lot of it was Kyrie's fault. And so you got to get Durant's blessing first. All right, let's do one more coaching thing before we get to the uh, finals. Nick Nurse, in a bit of a surprise, goes to Philadelphia. I had the take earlier that, like, finally the Sixers are doing the right thing. They're going away from a player's coach and going more towards someone who's going to hold them accountable. Uh, and Nick Nurse definitely does that. He is known as a demanding coach, uh, wants to hold guys accountable, and I don't know how that's going to work with James Harden. It got a little tense in the press conference. Um, I don't know that uh, Nick Nurse exactly wants Harden there. We know Maury has a relationship <laughs> with him. But I'm curious your thoughts on, on the Philly situation. Well, one, I thought Nurse had a great quote, uh, which was, winning is the sell, right? I mean, is that it? Winning is the sell. Like, if, do you want to win? I mean, he's talking about James Harden. If you really want to win, then you're going to stay here. And I think Nick Nurse and, and others, I'm sure, in the Sixers organization are really questioning, does James Harden really want to win a championship? Because honestly, I'm questioning that, J-Mac. If you do, why is Houston even on the p- table? Why? Now, I've heard, you know, family concerns and things like that. First of all, he's from Los Angeles. I don't know his family dynamic, but I know he's from Los Angeles. And... You're making enough money where if I was in his shoes, I can move my family up to Philadelphia. So I I don't like why is Houston even a consideration if you want to win a championship? So I think the Sixers need to sit down. I think they need to take control of the situation, not let Harden dictate it and say, look, do you want to go to Houston? If so, we'll look and see if there's a sign and trade. I know you don't like losing players for nothing and that'd be tough. He's a good player. But I'm trying to win the championship, J-Mac, and I don't know. I got to be honest, I've seen enough of Harden failing in the big moments in the playoffs. Is he going to help them get to a championship? So if if it's not Houston, I'm looking at what other places might you want to go because we can maybe do a sign and trade there. So if I'm Nick Nurse, I'm thinking maybe I want my man Fred Van Vliet from Toronto. Um, So, yeah, Harden to me – 
why, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed in him even considering Houston. Okay, well, uh, because that tells yeah. me you're not trying to win. Well, uh, okay, let me try to defend Harden, which well, is uh, a little silly. Um, so the last two stops he was in, he wasn't the guy. He's not the guy anymore in Philly. He's not the guy anymore in Brooklyn. He was in Houston, and he got closer to the finals, I thought, with Houston than he did with Philly or Brooklyn. Um, in Houston, he was a little younger, obviously, and Chris Paul was his sidekick, but he pushed that loaded Warriors team, which I've called the greatest team in NBA history, KD, Curry. He pushed them to seven. Right. Now, they did; they came up short, but maybe he still thinks, I can be an alpha in this league, and I can do that in Houston. I ain't the dude in Philly. This is Embiid's team. Could that be an argument for James? No, because it's not the same Houston team, and Mike D'Antoni's not the coach. Now, Ime Udoka's a very good coach, but... He's not going to coach the style that Mike D'Antoni did. He's defense first. Like, you're not going to be James Harden all day, all night, all the time in Houston anymore. That's over. And at Harden's age, I don't think he could do it consistently. And again, that team didn't win, bottom line. And you had Chris Paul and some other really good players. Houston is young. I want to see Jalen Green and some of these other young players showcase themselves. If I'm Houston and I have James Harden, guess what? I'm asking Harden to play the same role he played in Philly. Be a great distributor. He is a great distributor. He did it in Brooklyn with Kyrie. He was phenomenal. And then he was he's solid. I thought he was an all-star level player this year in Philly. So he he's not, I don't know where he's going and thinking he's going to get up all those shots and average 33 points a game again. I don't think Houston is even that place. So, and again, he left there. Why? Because I want to win. He left Brooklyn because Kyrie wouldn't come back, you know, during the vaccination and he wants to win. Well, here you are in Philly. You got a, the MVP. You've got other great role players. Now you got a championship coach. I know Doc was a championship coach, but you got a new coach. So why, why not give it a shot there if you really want to win a championship? I think this is surrender. I think if you're going to back to Houston, you're like, man, I just want a ball. I just want to get mine, ball, put up some numbers, have fun. Look, that's your choice. It's your choice to live the life you want to live, but I'm just saying it tells me you're not really interested in chasing that championship. It's like, man, I tried. I gave it three years. Everybody's saying I got to get a ring. I gave it three hard years. I'm done. I'm done. Doesn't now Kevin Durant, doing, you know, Broussard, away. doesn't Kevin Durant also just say, I just want a ball. I don't want to be a leader. I just want a ball. I want a hoop. That's like his famous quote. I just want a hoop. Isn't that what Harden's doing? I well, just want to go to Houston. But he's not saying he doesn't want to win. I mean, what, what was Kevin Durant's list? Did it include some lottery teams? No, it was Phoenix. Because he knew I can go here and win. I get it. He, he's not a leader by his own admission. But not being a leader isn't saying I don't want to win. And so I think these are completely different things. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so let's move to John Morant. One more before the final, sorry. Um, the Adam Silver comments were, I, I don't know, just alarming, disturbing, whatever you want to say. So basically yeah. he admitted that the NBA uncovered more evidence, but he doesn't want to drop the news because it'll interrupt the finals. Well, Adam... <laughs> you done interrupted the finals. Um, there's speculation, or we look at 50 games, full season. Like, what's on the table here? Um, I don't know. He kind of embarrassed the league, Chris. I, Adam Silver is going to come down pretty hard. I know this is going to become a racial issue on social media. Everything does. Um, I don't know. It's looking bleak for John Morant, no? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, Gilbert Arenas, what he did was worse. That was 10 years ago. He got 50 games. He brought a loaded gun onto the in the practice facility. All right, that's not – I'm not defending what Ja did. That was bad, too. But this was worse, what Garinas did. And he got 50 games. All right, so I, I don't know that it'll be that harsh. Now, look, what everybody's focusing on Silver saying they uncovered other things. So what those other things are, we don't know. But remember, when Ja first got – you know, had the gun on Instagram, there, there started to be all these reports about, well, this was this been going on for a while. You know, before it got public, people were think, saying his behavior in Memphis had been going on for a while. So I, it, a lot of it may depend on what else they uncovered. I'm thinking more like, now I may be wrong, but 30 games, something like that. I, I, I think what my main concern with this, and I hope this is the league's main concern. I know they have to, you know, watch their image and things like that, but... My concern is for John Morant's health and safety. All right. Uh, physically, because this this fake gangster act that he's putting on could put you in harm's way down there in Memphis or other places. But beyond that, his mental health as well, because he said when he first had the, the first incident with the gun, he said, you know, I got to find a better way to deal with my stress and, you know, with my the pressure that's on me. Uh, and, and then when he came back from the, the eight, <laughs> eight days of counseling or whatever it was, and he said, you know, I found a better way. You know, I'm in a better mental space than I've been in years. And then how many people would go on Instagram and do what he did the second time after you've been warned by the league? I'm sure Nike talked to him all that you had to lose. 
And then the last thing, uh, J-Mac, the Instagram post about his mom, his dad, his baby, girl, and then bye. And that fort spurred, sparked a welfare wellness check by the police down there in Memphis. That was scary. And I, I hope I'm wrong, but I got to be honest, I, I don't buy that he was just saying he's getting off social media. You know, he, he sees his parents all the time. He talks to them all the time. He could easily tell them that. And so I think Ja really needs to get counseling, get his head straight. And so I think a suspension will actually be good for him uh, because it gives him time to get himself straight, get himself in order. And it hopefully would serve as a deterrent to future incidents like this. So that's my main concern. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's very He's lost right now, um, <laughs> yeah. and he has the money to do whatever he wants. And when a lost person, lost person with a lot of money, um, that can that can be trouble. So he's got to get himself straight. Yeah. All right, Chris, let's get to the uh, NBA Finals. Kind of a, a beatdown last night. Denver trailed for I believe thirty four seconds. They led by double digits for almost the entire second half. Jokic utterly dominant. Jamal Murray. My guy, Jamal Murray. A lot of doubters on Jamal Murray. I mean, he's emerged as like one of the real clutch players in the league right now. Um, build me a case for how Miami gets back in the series because I saw the spreads up to nine and a half for game two. Nuggets overwhelming favors to win this series. I, it's tough to make a case, man. Yeah, look, Denver's a better team. Um, and I would argue Milwaukee and Boston were the better teams and certainly Miami beat them. But Milwaukee and Boston were better teams, more talented teams with flaws, right? Milwaukee, let's call it what it is. Their best player can't shoot, all right? And as great as Giannis is, he's still arguably, I think Jokic is the best player in the world, but Giannis is right there, probably second. But that's a major flaw, and Miami's great defensively with Eric Spolstra, and they were able to come up with schemes that bothered him. And so they, that's a major flaw. Plus, they, Milwaukee didn't have a lot of athleticism on the wings outside of Drew Holiday. And then Boston was just a team that wasn't well coached this year, a team that, you know, uh, uh, they lack focus and they often lost focus. Um, and they don't have a playmaker to really get Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the greatest situations. Um, this Denver team is a more talented team that doesn't have those flaws. So Miami beat more talented teams in the East with their heart, their grit, their toughness, a great leader and star in Jimmy Butler, and a great coach in Eric Spolstra. Well, now you're matched up against another more talented team who doesn't have those flaws that Boston and Milwaukee have, and they got just as much heart and toughness and grit as the Heat do, and they're at just as well coached. All right, so... I, they're not going to win. The Heat is going to lose this series. I'll, they may get a game or two because they don't quit and because they execute well and Spolster will come up with some adjustments. But this is Denver's series. Um, they're hungry and they got the best player in the world. And as you said, said one of the great clutch players in the league right now yeah. in Jamal Murray and a great role-playing cast around those two. So, yeah, I, I picked them in six. It might not get past five. It's tough, tough to envision that. It's weird. Jokic is so damn good. Um, I said earlier he was as dominant as Shaquille O'Neal was at the height of his career. Shaq just bullying people. Well, Jokic can bully them down low. He can take them at the elbow and make the right pass. He can hit threes. He's just the evolution of the big man. No more. You don't think of big guys as like stepping out to the perimeter and hitting threes. That's like the new center. I, I am just curious. 
it's weird. Like, we've done this like, oh, Giannis is the best player in the world. And, and oh, yeah, Joel Embiid is the MVP. Chris, if you're starting a team right now, age matters. Are you taking anybody over Jokic? Uh, no. <laughs> He's only 28. He's going to play a long time. Um, hasn't really had injury problems. Uh, I think he's the best player in the world. He's a point center. Remember when Scottie Pippen, you back Paul Pressey, guys that were kind of those first point forwards. Well, he's a point center. And as you said, look, defensively, we know he's not great. But because of his size, he's immense. And his smarts. He's not a liability. Now, he's not, you know, Embiid or Anthony Davis or Giannis defensively, but he's not a liability because of his size and his intelligence. But offensively, he does it all. There's nothing he can't do. He can shoot the three. He will back you down when the situation calls for it and go old school and post you up or, you know, jump hook on you. He'll hit the mid-range shot. He's a tremendous passer, best passing big man ever, and he's a great rebounder. Like, and he's unselfish. I don't know what more you want from an offensive player. And so uh, this is his time, and now it's up to the rest of the league to figure out, okay, how can we combat the Denver Nuggets? Because right now, I think they're the team to beat. Yeah, it feels like, Chris, word of, is an infect, inflection point. I think that's what you, the word in the league where the most dominant players, the best, most complete players are Jokic, Giannis, and Doncic. What do they have in common? They're, they didn't play basketball here growing up. And, you know, I, I, I was talking about it with And Rick look who's the, who's, the next, who's the next guy. The number one pick's about well, the to next be another guy. And, and then in player. 2024, if you want to look ahead to that draft, because I do drafts for Fox Sports, uh, three of the top five guys are European. Something's going on in this league right now, Chris, where you got to have all the tools in your box. And it seems like, even though Giannis can't shoot free throws, the Europeans have it and the young guys don't. I mean, you mentioned Jalen Green in passing about Houston earlier. I like him. He can give you 20 a night, but yeah, so what? You know, he's not changing anything about the game. Jordan Poole, who I love, he ain't changing anything about the game. It, it just feels like we're in this weird moment where... AAU basketball well, look, has got to go, change. The international players are better. The internet, the ultra elite, we still got great American players. Yes. John Morant, we talked about early. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell. I mean, Stephen, LeBron, we'll, those are older guys. But even younger guys, we got some great American ones. Zion, if he could stay healthy. Wow. But the elite of the elite among the younger players are all international, essentially. And here's what's happening. Look, in America, our sports is tied to education. Right. So we, you play your high school league, you play your college basketball uh, and, and over there it's not. And so at 14, 15, if you're good, you essentially you, you become pro and you're getting beat up by grown men. You're getting coached hard. You're not the superstar at 15. OK, you're you're humble and you see that with the international stars as well. And you're learning the right way and you're focusing on basketball. I'm sure they probably get tutoring or something like that, but you're focusing on basketball. That's not the case here. And I think the AAU, look, let's face it. If, if you're an AAU coach, it's hard to jump on your player for not playing defense, your star player, or for taking bad shots or for not sharing the basketball because he'll just go to another AAU team. Yeah. And, so, and our young stars at 15, 16, if you're really all that, guess what? 
You're a celebrity on social media. You got millions of followers. So you think you all that and you're a sophomore in high school. All right. So that's the difference. You see, these, these dudes over there are getting worked and getting taught the right way. And they're working on their skills. We play AAU games all weekend. Right. You're not working on your skills. And furthermore, our players work on they work hard. I'm not the American players work hard, but they work hard on what they want to. The handle, the three-point shot. You got to work hard at everything. Get everything in your toolbox. And I'll say this for Embiid, and these are international guys, but Embiid and Giannis, they got to improve, right? They had some unceremonious exits from the playoffs this year, right? Watch Jokic. I've been saying this about Embiid for years. These guys, they, they... Add the post game that Jokic has. He doesn't use it all the time. The days of Shaq, Olajuwon, whoever posting up on the block for 40 minutes are over. I'm fine with that. But when the situation calls for it, J-Mac, what does Jokic do? He backs you down. He backs you down. All that in his bag, the three, the mid-range, the passing, and he goes old school and backs you down. Embiid and Giannis need to learn that. They, there's no reason they can't work on that this offseason and come back with that in their toolbox just when the situation calls for it. Embiid's a great mid-range shooter. Continue to do that, but add the back down to your game. And same with Giannis, add that to you. He'll probably never be a great jump shooter. But if you add that to your game, a little post play, that'll serve him very well. Hey, hey, did you just remind me of the days I used to wind you up and we, you would just go off? That was a good little rant there, Chris. I, I like how I, I like what I did. <laughs> I, I, I was the Jokic there. You were the Aaron Gordon slamming at home. Chris Broussard, first things first, okay. right after this show. Chris, uh, enjoy the weekend and uh, continued success, my man. All right, brother. See you. All right. At the end of your – oh, coming up next, Ryan Hollins on the show, former NBA center, talks about Jokic. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned doubled. Seriously, see terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, gang, this is Jay Glazer, host of Unbreakable, a mental health podcast. And each week, we try to help turn our mental health issues into mental wealth. And we dive in with everyone from the world of sports and entertainment, like Sean McVay, Lindsey Vaughn, Michael Phelps, David Spade, Guy Fieri, and also those who can help us in between the ears. Anyone from a therapist to someone like Ed Milet or John Gordon. So each week, listen to Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast on iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Herd is excited today, making its debut in Peoria, Illinois, on Peoria's Sports Radio 101.1 FM, thanks to PD Scott Heckertron. Excited. Heckathorn. Sorry, my bad. Can't read names. It's late eighth. This is three straight hours solo. Let's bring in Ryan Hollins to wrap up and finish strong. Former NBA center, former UCLA great, and he hosts the NBA um, Rookie Life podcast on iHeart with the NBA. Ryan, how you doing, my man? What's up, brother? Been too long, man. Yeah, yeah. Ryan and I did some radio, I think pre-COVID out here in LA. Always fun, uh, good sparring, and, and, you know, the team here said, hey, Jason had a take that Jokic, who's dominating the finals, dominating the playoffs, best player in the league, is as dominant as Shaq. And Ryan Holland said, ah, no, I got another answer for you. Let's hear the center. Jokic is as dominating as Ryan Hollins. Well, no, as a center, I wasn't dominating at all. I just I just did my job. But is Nikola Jokic dominant? That's not the word I, I would use. Uh, he's a playmaker. He, he's something we've never seen before. He's our generation's Arvidas Sabonis. Remember I said that, Jason? Uh, but the center who was the most dominant since Shaquille O'Neal was Dwight Howard. Hmm. Now, understand, understand the word dominant is intriguing in the sense where you're going to spend five fouls Multiple guys are going to spend their five or six fouls on them. You're going to foul out. Uh, you got to grab. You got to hold them. They're going to blast through, through three guys. You're going to fear them. No, Nobody fears Jokic, but you respect Jokic. You see what he does. But dominance is something different. Shaquille O'Neal is the most dominant player that ever played. And and like I said, Dwight Howard was a guy you feared having to compete against. You knew you had to bring a level of physicality. You knew guys were getting signed on the roster just to guard Dwight Howard. But Dwight Howard was no Shaq, make no mistake. But I think Dwight Howard was the closest that we had to Shaquille in, in terms of dominance. Nobody fears Jokic? Did you actually just say that, Ryan Holland? Nobody fears Jokic? He had 34, 21, and 13 against Anthony Davis in game one. And the yeah. Lakers were shook. And they could never rebound from that. He punked Anthony Davis, who, who was Cowherd's number he, one player in the playoffs through two rounds. Like, nobody fears Jokic? He, he, that, that might be your hottest he, take, Ryan. He, Keep that context. Keep the context of what I'm saying. I played the position. So you respect him. He's he's gonna put in work on you. That's, that's you you gonna take 30, 15, and 15. No, no disrespect. 
but getting an elbow in the mouth, uh, like a physical fear I'm talking about. You know, Jokic is going to use his skill set. You're not getting elbowed in the back of your head playing against Jokic. So only from the, the physicality standpoint, he plays a game of skill. He's something we've never seen before. And, and I think all NBA scouts are out running around trying to find the next Nikola Jokic. Now, happy for my Rockets, we got a guy by the name of Alpine Shingu who's pretty darn special and pretty close to what he does. Oh, okay, but everybody's looking for, hey, man, where's that next Jokic at? Okay, yeah. so fear in the terms of, hey, man, this guy going to inflict some some actual harm to me. Oh, jeez. That's the first Sengun reference in the history of the show. I'm impressed. I'll, I'll let Colin know about it. Um, I got to ask you, Devin Booker or Jamal Murray? I told you you could have either one of those guys around on your team. Who are you taking? Devin Booker, dog. I'm going with Devin Booker. Uh, do not get be a prisoner of recency bias. Uh, Devin Booker has been a walking bucket skill set wise. He's the closest thing as far as scoring over a contested hand that we have since by the name of Kobe Bryant. Uh, Jamal Murray is a dog. He can get it done off the bounce. Uh, he is he is box office. He scores in big time. Uh, situations. He's Mr. Fourth Quarter. And, I, and I've been seeing it from this kid since he was 15 or 16 years old. Okay. He, he lit us up at the Pan American Games before he was even a, a collegiate basketball player. So I believe in Jamal Murray, but I'm still going Devin Booker right there. Put some respect on Devin Booker's name, dog. Don't, don't be the prisoner of the moment, man. Uh, uh, Jamal Murray, one of the most clutch playoff performers we've seen in, in the last 10 years. I mean, he is unbelievable in the playoffs. Never made an all-star game. I, I don't know how that happens. Uh, Next up, Brian Hollins. How's this one? Um, Eric Spolster calls you up. Brian, love your announcing. Um, don't know if you caught game one. We're in a bit of a pickle. We need some thoughts, some new ideas, outside-the-box stuff. What do you got? How do we slow down Jokic? How do we slow down this Nuggets team? How do we win a game? Well, you slow down Nikola Jokic by speeding him up. You have to force him to defend. You have to force him to have to run Bam out of bio or a smaller matchup off of the three-point line. Uh, you, you have to make him chase guys around the perimeter. You got to go out and hunt him, and you'll like this the same way that who? Steph Curry gets hunted, okay? Steph Curry, teams, when you want to beat the Warriors, you find Curry and you make him defend and you try to tire him out. Now, in Jokic's favor, he's a big boy. He can sit in the paint, he can use his length, and he can defend the rim. But you have to make him a defender. That's the way that you somewhat slow him down. And, and, and a, lot, a lot of teams, unfortunately, that is their strategy. But when Denver struggles, it's when they don't defend. And when you make Jokic have to run around and you get the big fella tired. Interesting. I mean, Bam Adebayo had a damn good game. It just didn't matter. You know, when Bam scores over 20, I think they were 6-0 and in the playoffs. He scored like a career high in the playoffs, 26, and they got smacked. Um, is there anything they can do defensively besides making Jokic run when they're on offense? You got to give him one thing. He, he, he can't have his cake and eat it too. So if he's going to go out and get 40 points, he can't have the 10 assists, okay? He can't have a cherry on top. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Or if he's going to be a passer, that means he's scoring under 10 points and, and he's in a 20 assist range or he's getting hockey assists. You're getting the ball out of his hands. You got to meet him early. You got to do your work on him. So you can't give up both. He can't have 30 and 50. It's got to be one or the other. And I think that's your best strategy right now because he's shown you he's disciplined enough and patient enough to beat you at both. And then obviously now we see where Jamal Murray comes into being a problem because if you do shut down Jokic, Jamal Murray has no problem stepping up and, and, and taking over. He's got that clutch gene. Uh, let's go to the uh, Nick Nurse addition to the Sixers. Interesting press conference where they were pressing him about James Harden. 
it didn't seem like exactly a love letter from Nick Nurse to James Harden to stay. You're in Houston where all the talk is James Harden could be coming back to Houston where he loves the city. He loves the nightlife. They let him be James. Uh, Ryan Hollins, today, would your guess be that James Harden returns, yes or no? I, I think James is going to do whatever he sees fit. And, and James is at that stage in his career. Um, it, it's about winning. Uh, it's about happiness. He's, he's going to have to choose his path ultimately at the end of the day. Uh, I would be ecstatic if James came to Houston. And I have none but respect for him if he stays in Philly. I don't think we can read too far into a, a coach talking about a player in, in, in free agency. Listen, man, it, it is good problems to have if you're James Harden. Do I go back to Houston? Do I stay in Philly? Uh, do I possibly see another situation where I can win a championship? Maybe it, it's in, in a Phoenix or somewhere like that. Uh, maybe it's in maybe Milwaukee. Giannis puts a phone call in and says, you know, Beard, come here, man. Let's be those, those two guys who race for MVP and have a chance at a championship. But if you're James Harden, I think he's going to be welcome anywhere. And he still has a, a top 10 skill set, top five skill set, depends on any given night in the NBA. He showed you he can put up 45 in the playoffs. And I think for him, um, he's going to have to just value, you know, do I, do I want to be happy? Do I want to win? Um, hey, teammate-wise, he, he, he's he got rich people problems, Jason, like you. Rich people <laughs> oh, problems, geez. man. The rich people problems, where do you want to go make millions of dollars, man? No, that, that, that's last question, Ryan. <laughs> Does James Harden fit on the current Houston roster? It's very young. He's not young. Does he fit there? I can't believe you're asking me this, dog. I, I can't believe you're asking me this. Okay, so I, I want you to notice James Harden's playing style fits anywhere. If James Harden wants to go out and get you 20 assists, James Harden can get 20 assists. If he wants to drop a 50-piece, a 50-burger, he can go and do that. There's versatility in James Harden's game. And I think that people think that you just see him, you know, shooting the step-back threes and scoring out a high clip that way, and that's just the only James Harden. James Harden can give it to you any way uh, you, you, you want it. It's, it's like Burger King, baby. You can have it your way. So I, I think if James didn't want to come back and mentor these young guys, he's more than capable of doing it. Um, if he wants to go and play amongst other superstars and kind of take a backseat role and just be the distributor, he can do that. I think that James Harden um, can, can go and make his way anywhere in the NBA that he sees fit. Right. So, man, put some respect on James Harden. <laughs> Don't ask me nothing like that again about James Harden, man. What's wrong with you, man? All right, Ryan Hollins, thanks for stopping by. Congrats on the new podcast through iHeart NBA Rookie Life with Ryan Hollins. All right, coming up next, we will wrap up the show. Three hours done. Solo, baby. I can handle it. I put the team on my back like curry. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.